Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. Guys, it's our 100th episode. Thank you so much to all the support along the way. I really appreciated it. I'm going to get a special guest for this episode. It's from the YouTube channel, Adeptus Psychonautica. It's my buddy, Rob. You might remember him from episode 17, I believe. I needed to get him back on because he's one of my favorites at talking about psychedelics, the psychedelic experience, and the whole community around psychedelics. I hope you guys enjoy this wonderful conversation. And we're part of the comedy here often podcast network on 604 records so thanks to them as well guys let's get into this week's episode it's my buddy rob all right welcome to another episode of god yay or day i'm here with rob from the youtube channel adeptus psychonautica uh, rob thanks for joining me my man no it's, it's my pleasure man i just say it's it's uh yeah it's great to get a chance to talk to me it feels like it's been ages it has been ages. Um, just to let you know, uh, this is my 100th anniversary, or 100th anniversary, 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I wanted to get you on for the 100th episode because over these 100 episodes, you're one of my favorite episodes oh, I had. And it was like, stop it, no, stop it. <laughs> you were back in my uh, first 20 episodes. So I'm not, rem- I can't remember the exact number it was, but uh, yeah, so you were right there early on. And uh, I love your YouTube channel. I constantly like go back and check on videos. And I always want to promote people like that, that I really think you have like a really good, you have a really positive impact on the community, my man. So like, I'm really happy to get you back on. Oh, awesome. I'm I'm glad glad you think so, mate. I mean, yeah, I I just kind of do what I do. I I mean, a lot of people don't think what I do is positive. A lot of people think it's like, take a lot of issue with some of the stuff I do. I think it's because I am just a bit blunt (laughs) in in, in, in some of my delivery, but yeah, you can't please everyone, can you, mate? So if you were going to say what issues people have with you, what do you think your main criticisms are? It's, I think a lot of it comes from, because I think my personality, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of things for myself, really. And um, so I, I will kind of put out a lot of the videos. I'll say, you know, if, if there's this topic, this is what I think it is. This is how I interpret this. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of these topics might be quite scientific or some of them might be quite sort of spiritual. And I try and always just like, let, let's just find what makes kind of sense. So this is what makes sense for me, or, or at least this is how I interpret this and, and, and implement it into my own life. And so, yeah, you'll get people who get really pissy with stuff like that, where they'll be like, no, no, this is, you're just not, you're not good enough. You know, you're not spiritual enough. Or like, no, no, you're too spiritual. You're not, you're not scientific enough. Or like, oh no, you you just, you just don't understand the teachings. And I'm like, oh dude, I'm just trying to get through life. Give me a break. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I so think it, it's, I think it also is like the field that you're going into. Like uh, just uh, to remind my audience that uh, you're, your channel like you want to you're pretty much into like psychedelics and the exploration mm-hmm. of it um any way else you want to explain your channel no i mean i mean i think that's in a, in a kind of a nutshell but it's it's a bit of a i mean the, the kind of the theme of the channel it kind of grows as i grow and i'd certainly say the overall theme is this kind of yeah using psychedelics and some sort of other like non-traditional 
uh, or sorry, non sort of like um, modern means of just kind of exploring consciousness and exploring my, you know, my own existence. And I do, I kind of, I comment on that, you know, I comment on, on things from like um, theories around consciousness to different kinds of like, yeah, different sort of psychedelic substances to just, you know, to just generally what's happening within the psychedelic culture. Um, so yeah, it, it's a kind of, it's a bit of a kind of mishmash of a blog, a vlog, a sort of a stream of consciousness to kind of review things like uh, so it, but it's yeah it's, it's this overall kind of my journey through psychedelic culture I guess yeah and uh yeah I, I think you're a good voice in it because uh I think you also like you're you're somebody who like cares about psychedelics and cares about the safety of the individual as well which is um which yeah, I, yeah. and you kind of like uh, understand a little bit about the woo-woo behind too much spirituality too. So like if, if something's like a little bit too crazy out there, you don't like just completely dive head first into it. So I, well, I, I think I appreciate that. Yeah, the, the way I kind of think of it is I, I care about the discourse. I care about the, the conversation that's happening. And that's not to say at all that whatever I think is necessarily correct. But I think it's, you know, there is by having these kind of conversations rather than just jumping in and kind of like importing somebody else's ideas and saying oh well this this must be correct because someone told me it's correct i like to say well hold on well this is you know here's my experience of it and i and i put that out and I'll, i will talk to people i agree with and disagree with you know but I, i'll talk to sort of anybody about these things but i think that the the conversation is what's important rather than just kind of um particularly with psychedelics where they do have these very powerful experiences it's very easy just to turn it into dogma you know just to mm. sort of you you have an experience it's feels you know transcendent and life-changing and so you can very easily jump to uh, conclusions from that and those conclusions might be absolutely correct and you know they might be they might have some feeling of personal truth to them but just to import them as is you know because um it, it can get a bit like i say a bit dogmatic a bit religious a bit sort of culty and uh, and that's some of the stuff i kind of talk about i, I would rather see people um, explore for themselves what these things are. And if they, if they arrive at these conclusions, it's fine. I'm not going to deny anyone's like subjective experience, but I just kind of, I just don't like the kind of uh, the repetition of bullshit mindlessly. Um, mm. So I, I, I kind of like, that's why I try and like, you know, I say it, make sure that the discourse is happening, uh, you know, throwing my own thoughts, challenge some things which don't seem quite right to me. And, uh, and yeah, let, let, it, let it land as it lands. Yeah, and that's uh, crazy, like the way you describe that after you have such a otherworldly experience, you can come back to it and be a little bit dogmatic with it. I'm not going to lie, I've kind of found my uh, discourse around it changing over the years, like doing mm -hmm. this podcast as well, because I've kind of learned like the way you look at ayahuasca changes like after the experience like the more farther away you come from the experience you, the way you talk about it changes as well mm -hmm. so you you yourself have to kind of be careful with how you're presenting that especially if you have an audience yeah yeah and, and i think you know i mean when you when you go particularly with something like uh ayahuasca where you it's not only that you're having an experience you kind of you know if you do it like the traditional you're entering into a culture and you are kind of like it's very hard not to start importing all this kind of stuff around sort of, you know, shamanism and sort of plants and spirits and stuff like that, which is, again, it's absolutely fine. But even within that culture, there's like, you know, if we talk about the culture of say like the Amazon, there's like so many subcultures within it and they mm -hmm. all believe kind of different things. And there's all these different sort of tribal practices. 
So there's no kind of one right way or right, you know, belief system going on here. There's just all these different ones. And what I kind of come to appreciate is that with, with all these things, whether it's like traditional shamanism or sort of like a more sort of, you know, modern sort of ways of exploring consciousness, like, like Jungian psychoanalysis or, you know, or even like some of the like really far out theories, there's a kind of a place there for all these things. Even some of these things, I went, you know, I've kind of just mentioned religion. I don't mean to um, like shit on religion or anything. There, there is a place there where you can see like, hey, this is somebody trying to understand the world. There, there's mm-hmm. something in here. Even, but if we take it as like literal truth, then yeah, things can end up in a bad way. But there's something there in these kind of like, you know, these religious texts. It's like, wow, somebody was really trying to get their head around what is going on with the world and coming up with these, like all these crazy, like, you know, revelations of like, you know, breaking the seventh seal and, and you know, demons appearing and stuff like, wow, these, these guys went deep into it. Like, this is a really good attempt to understand the universe. So, so yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, I've come to have an appreciation uh, for all these things. And, and really the way I kind of ground it is, um, I'm trying to like sort of ground it through my experience as a human being because this is this is what is going on with me. You know, I'm I'm trying to navigate this life, this universe. What's you know my emotional state, my psychological state, and so yeah, that's I I kind of always try and bring it back to like how does this help me? Like if I find myself completely obsessed with UFOs and and wanting to tell everyone that the world's flat, like how how does that actually help me because you see people go down these kind of rabbit holes and uh yeah i was kind of like well you know okay let's say the world is flat like how does that help you know how does does that make your life better in some way mm-hmm. like you know so i was just trying to okay how who am i I'm, I'm a human being how does this help me be the person i want to be um you know be a better sort of husband be a better father to my kids yeah just live the life i want so I think if you do if you do that, I think it, it kind of it helps keep your feet on the ground a bit. A hundred percent. That's actually I like that. That's a very healthy way to look at it. How does this help me? And kind of look at it that way. And the one thing that you just said, like uh, looking at shamanism and how they look at these, they have like different view of the medicine, even in different tribes in the Amazon. Um, so like we just got you at a perfect time because you just came back from a retreat uh, oh, in yeah. the Amazon just a few weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, maybe we can get into that a little bit. But I, sure. I do. I do. Because like uh, you've been to many retreats now and mm. probably many in the uh, Amazon as well and different tribes. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've been to Peru. Oh, I can't lose track. But it's like five or six times I've, I've been to Peru and I've been to a few different places. You know, I've, I've, I've been to like this kind of the Mecca for ayahuasca is around uh, the Akito area, but I've also been to like places around uh, the sacred Valley area mm. and, um, and some other places uh, just, just around Peru. I've, I've not explored all of Peru, but I've had a, I've been with quite a few different organizations. This so I've got like kind of some experience of what makes like a good retreat, or at least what I think makes a good retreat or makes for a smooth experience. Everything from kind of like some of these, like, you know, what you might call like a mega center through to like, you know, places which are pretty much just camping. In the, yeah, in the yeah. So, <laughs> so I've had like a, a pretty good cross-section of uh, of experiences and organizations. And yeah, I just came back, uh, literally, I think about two weeks ago, I, I came back. So I'm still readjusting back to like <laughs> civilian life uh, back in, uh, in, in, the, in the normal world. And um, 
yeah, that's that was a that was an adventure. I'm sure we can definitely get into it if you want to. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I do want to know though, like with all these different retreats you've been to, is it like do all the shamans kind of still come from the idea of like these are the spirits from the plants that are kind of speaking to us? Because every people I've done uh, ayahuasca with, that's kind of the message I got from them. And yeah. uh, it 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 varies a little bit. So I think that 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 sort of concept of plant spirits and that you are merging your consciousness or, or opening your consciousness up to for, for a plant to, to be in communion with a plant that's kind of pretty constant but the the degree to which um that's like the main player changes a little bit so as you move like say you move close towards the sacred valley and, and the mountain areas where thing you know there, there is no jungle there there's no so ayahuasca doesn't grow there so they're, they're importing this kind of medicine in there now they still got this kind of strong shamanic culture but the shamanism there is based much more around the mountains and the sky they, they've much more like adoration for like the condor and the sort of the mountains and the valley so it changes a way that the focus a little bit comes away from the kind of like the yeah i don't know what else to call it like the deep jungle sort of plants but it's like this idea of like you're just completely surrounded by plants and it kind of shifts more into this kind of idea of like the ancestors and and lineage. So it and it kind of goes much more back into, um, I'd say, like it's, it's almost more kind of like a kind of a Native American vibe. This kind of like um, it's like the land and the ancestors, and and that's what's kind of speaking through you. And also, you know, the, the kind of the, the medicine focuses changes. It becomes much more about like uh, San Pedro, you know, like the cactus medicine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, they still use kind of ayahuasca like throat per evening, like the mountain regions. So yeah, that's that's interesting because when you're in the jungle, then it, it is like you are like the surroundings are talking to like you are. It's these, these plant spirits that are you're completely immersed in it. Your system is flooded with it. You are, and you really feel like yeah, you are in the sort of this this kind of plant domain. So this this set and setting it does change. Um, the nature of the experience quite a bit. And I must say, I, I do tend to prefer that jungle setting because I, I think it's um, there's something about that, that just that feel like the background noise of the jungle, um, particularly when you're in these kind of altered states with ayahuasca, it, it just synergizes so beautifully. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something else. It's it's unreal. I've only done one uh, retreat out mm-hmm. and uh, it was outside of Iquitos as well. And um, But every other time I've done ayahuasca, it's been and like I've done it in Mexico, like mm-hmm. kind of by a lake. And I've done it around uh, my home, uh, around the mountains and stuff. So it's kind of funny how you said, like when you're around the mountains or you're around like a lake or something, I got the whole idea of like ancestor vibe as well. I remember yeah. that whole vibe was in there. But in Iquitos, I definitely had this, like, it was a very a much more dense uh, experience, it felt like. And it felt like there was so much around me. It was like a lot. It was the density of the experience was, like, very yeah. thick. <laughs> well, I mean, density is a good word because, like, even the air is dense in Iquitos. I mean, you, you get there, it's just so humid and you're mm-hmm. just kind of instantly just wet with, like, moisture because of, because of, like, you know, because of the humidity. And so then you're aware of just like the proximity of the jungle. I mean, you can't escape it. The noise is just everywhere, especially when it comes to like sunset and all the, you know, all these, oh, these everything crazy wakes birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's it's just, it it almost like drowns you in it. Whereas when you're in the kind of the, the mountains, it's, it's the opposite. You, it's like deathly quiet and it's like, you know, it's wind and 
sort of like the valley and it, it really does sort of um yeah change the feel of the experience and that ancestral bit as well particularly when you're in somewhere like uh like the sacred valley in peru because you cannot get away from all these kind of like you know inca ruins and these sort of like um it, it just feels so ancient and so yeah you, you can't help but sort of like take some of that in and it affects the experience and uh yeah i mean i like i like both games. I think I mean any any sort of like being out in, in nature and doing it is is awesome. And I mean I've done it in sort of in Europe as well, like next to lakes or sort of out in the skies in under the night night sky in Spain. And so yeah, I mean I'll, I've, I've plenty of places, but I've said the jungle is just something else in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, I want to get into your uh, retreat a little bit. So um, maybe just uh, let my audience know uh, what kind of retreat it was. <laughs> it was in the Quitos again, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was just, just outside of Iquitos. It was about um, about an hour and a half drive out of Iquitos. So Iquitos is like this kind of, yeah, the main landing spot for ayahuasca tourism. It's it's a city in the jungle. You can only get there by plane or by boat. There's no roads that get there. So it's, it's you're, when you get there, you already feel pretty isolated. Um, but Iquitos is just a crazy town. It, it, it's just so, it's like chaos incarnate. Um, <laughs> just all these like... Tuk tuks driving everywhere, and it's just yeah, it, it's a real weird sort of place, but I kind of love it. Um, and yeah, so we, we kind of headed out to Iquitos for about an hour and a half, went down this insane dirt track. I mean, even if, if to call it a dirt track would be bigging up how bizarre this like this path was. It was kind of like riding like a, a wooden roller coaster for about twenty minutes. We were just banging around everywhere. So we got out to this place in the middle of nowhere. It's a place called uh, Marosa. And yeah, I did. I was there for uh, just over two weeks, uh, just on the actual retreat. And I was, uh, like yourself, I did a, a, a plant diet. And that was the main reason I went to the center because they kind of specialized in doing these plant diets. And then I did, uh, as part of that, I did eight ayahuasca ceremonies, some other like sort of um, uh, traditional medicines like rapé and uh, these kind of floral baths and vapor baths and mm. some other stuff that, that you, you drink. This uh, It's called a chini chili pampanya or something like that okay um, so yeah I, I was kind of given like all, all, all these things and just kind of spent two weeks like completely immersed in it and it was yeah i mean it's 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 always um a kind of a very unique experience because you know as soon as you get there you start taking these psychedelic brews and at that point you just into kind of like this this semi dream state and, and because you're doing it like night after night so it's kind of like two nights on, one night off. So you do. I did kind of like eight ayahuasca ceremonies in over a space of about uh, twelve days, and um, yeah, by by like day three, yeah, the, the sort of separation between like the dream world and the waking world and is just kind of gone, and you are fully immersed in this kind of plant spirit thing. And I was, you know, yeah, it's challenging all sorts of like ideas around reality and and what you thought you knew and stuff like that. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's a chance of some real deep reflection for me. I had uh, some, yeah, exceptionally deep experiences. And it's interesting that the kind of like the theme of this podcast is like God, yay or nay. Cause I had like, one of my experiences was being, I can only describe it like being burned by the biblical, like old Testament God, like and I, when I say like when I'm talking about God, I'm not talking about like white dude with a beard. I'm talking like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like like 
ye Old Testament sort of just the kind of vision where just when you behold it, you just drop to your knees and your skin just peels off and you just vomit uncontrollably and shit yourself because uh-huh. you are not meant, you're not, no human being is meant to behold the face of God. And I, it was, it was horrific. <laughs> it was wow. absolutely one of the most uh, torturous experiences of my life, but it was also on the same one, like absolutely amazing. It was like, a, have you ever seen the movie Interstellar? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, like the, you know the black hole thing, like the gargantua, just this, just this broiling mass of creation and destruction that mm-hmm. just, yeah, just don't fuck with it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was like that, just emitting like quantum mathematics and just just formulas for the creation of universe, just beaming out into my brain, and it was like, yeah, awesome <laughs> and terrifying, and I was just like. <laughs> did you uh did you get any kind of meaning from that you think yeah so the the meaning i got for it like i said this was an extremely difficult night and i it kind of it was one of those where it went from like wow this is like this is amazing to like oh my god this is just too much and what i kind of got from that is that i kind of this feeling of of being burned or being rejected or just just being just being like you you are not worthy for facing the creator of the universe was i kind of realized that that what what was actually being rejected was not me but it was the baggage that i was bringing with me that i was clawing onto so mm. I, I was i'd come um and i was still you know when you go on these retreats you kind of you're looking to you know get rid of some of your burdens get rid of some of your bullshit like cut through your own nonsense to sort of like find out what's important and I kind of realized at that point that I was associating so much with these kind of like ideas or thoughts that were in my head you know just just little voices that are, that kind of chatting you had which can sort of sometimes become so loud that you think it's you you know like it's like you have like an argument with somebody who you love and you're sort of like oh you've, you've pissed me off so much you know oh, you've really upset me that you start thinking that that angry voice is you and that's how you think. And it's not, it's just, it's a part of it. And it might be kind of, there might be some truth there, but it's not the totality of you. And that's how I was going into this experience. I was like, I was holding on to all this emotional baggage. And then as it was kind of like being burned away, I was like, no, no, that's me. Don't take that away from me. That's, that's me. And then when I came out of the experience, I realized like, oh, right. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I wanted to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt so clean and like mentally clear after coming out of it that I realized, oh yeah, that was just part of my process. And that's kind of one of these things with ayahuasca, which, you know, I, I often try and tell people about like the, if you are going to have a transformative experience, if you're going to try and get rid of some of these, these, this baggage that you bring with you, then that process can be painful. It can be extremely uncomfortable. You know, having your brain rewritten is not necessarily going to be super fun. It, it, it can be pretty like pretty uncomfortable. And um, but it's like a no pain, no gain situation. It's like going to the gym. Like, are you like put your money where your mouth is? How much are you prepared to you know burn off this fat to to sort of get rid of it? And so at the end of it, I was I was actually very grateful. For that experience um but yeah man it 
it sucked. <laughs> going oh man, it. it was a, it was a tough one. I was yeah, it really was like like at the end of like Raiders of the Lost Ark where all the Nazis are having like the skin burned off them by because because they they kind of opened the ark in arrogance. They like they thought they could use this as a weapon. It just melted them all. I was yeah, like, that yeah, was that yeah. was me. And I was really I was, I was that kind of was like going through my head. Like, like what have I done? I was I was too arrogant drinking this. I shouldn't you know I, I had no right to drink this brew. Uh, but. It did what it had to do. And I'm yeah. glad for it. And uh, the one thing you said there that really resonated with me, it's um, like those burdens, that baggage that you carry, you end up associating yourself with it so much that you completely identify with it to the point where you're not even aware like, yeah, yeah. that you identify with it. And that's the point where when that baggage is challenged or getting removed, it brings out an, an immense panic in you. because Well, yeah, because it's... It, it, you get to what well, you think that is you mm-hmm. and you know especially when you know I, as, you know i go into these kind of like um self rants where I, i'm just ranting in my own head about like some something completely trivial that's happened Hell yeah. but you know like like five hours later i'm still like and i'm like and the voice gets so loud and it becomes so dominant and you just become so lost in your own thoughts and that it really takes something like what i've just described to just kick you out of it to like 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 rob for real this is not you like you know you know find find yourself again just just clear your mind of, the, of this chatter of this kind of you know this this psychic sewage and just like yeah do what you would do is so just flush it down the psychic toilet and and like and so but i was like yeah i was i was clawing onto it because i thought this was like the most precious thing that this is me this is this is my identity this is this is everything i was like no dude this is bullshit get rid of it yeah yeah and uh oh that's uh that's crazy and i I know some of those like really tough experiences sometimes do get rid of some of that uh, baggage a lot and that's uh, when it can, you can come out a lot lighter. Um, one thing I'll tell you, and uh, I've, I've experienced it myself, like when you come out of it lighter, like you, you have to be uh, careful though still, because like the, that, that kind of those voices or that baggage can easily sneak back in, like from the back door, like when you're kind of sitting there going like, Oh, I got over it. I'm so, you know what I'm well, saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, a, a lot of, a lot of truth in that. I mean, that's kind of one of these things where, uh, people to talk about sort of like ego and, and to be honest no you, you're the first person I'm, I'm i'm telling any of this to because what i like to do when i've had these kind of experiences is sit on it for, for a, quite a while and let it like sort of bed in and see how i how i feel about the, the, this stuff because I, I, tr- I try and avoid just coming back straight away just jumping straight on my youtube channel saying hey guys i i you know this is i'm you know i'm cured i've <laughs> I've, 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 I've uncovered the, the secrets of the universe or, or whatever because yeah you know sometimes that's kind of those thoughts can seem very true at first you know they're there it's just happened to you it's right at the front and it's still swirling around your head and so yeah i'm always kind of like i always kind of advocate for like a bit of patience even with myself like just let it settle in like see mm. how you feel about this in in like you know four five six weeks you know if it's true if whatever you experienced is is this or that then it will still be true in like six weeks just just so let it settle in because I've seen, see a lot of people who have some kind of experience and yeah, we'll just declare themselves that. Yeah. I'm all my, I'm, I'm a new, I'm the new like transhuman. I'm sort of, you know, all my problems are solved. Um, you know, I'm enlightened or all this. And it's like, 
yeah, dude, you know, maybe you're just really high and, <laughs> and, yeah, you, you know, yeah. and like, like, you know, in a couple of weeks, you're going to come down. And then, you know, if you don't do the kind of the work of really thinking through this stuff and letting it settle in, then you might end up thinking like, fuck, what, what's happened? It all went away. Um, no, no, I'm not sure anymore. So yeah, it's, I always like, let it, let it settle and then we'll, we'll see how things So yeah, I'm, I've, I, I reserved the right to, uh, to, to, to change my thoughts around, around the god burning process we'll, we'll see how that one goes nice uh and uh no i know what you're saying like um because like i had the same thing with you like i have that mental voice a lot that goes on rants in my head as well and i think like i think we both are kind of like guys who like to think about shit a lot so mm-hmm. when and then we get opinionated on it as well so once that happens like our, our mental ego can kind of like start like running around a subject for hours and like it well this is good like this something i could you know i want to, want to ask you because I, I guess you know that kind of mental rant is like, i bet it works like similar for both of us in both i think you know you you were doing stand-up and i'm guessing that the way you kind of generate that stuff you have to have that voice in uh, your head yeah 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 so it, it kind of it serves you just like it serves me in my youtube channel because that's you know I, I get an idea i process it and i think oh this will be funny this will work this will be you know but then there's, there's this kind of fine fine line because it gets very easy just to lean into that so that you're constantly in that kind of mental rant mode and that's one of the reasons why i go on these retreats because sometimes i just need to like like step back mm-hmm. step back just 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 find yourself try and uh, try not thinking for a bit like, <laughs> like and, uh, and and yeah I mean, I, I mean that was another experience that i had on this retreat where i spent a lot of time um it, like even while in the ayahuasca ceremony just like kind of meditating with it and just finding like sort of clarity and just just experiencing not thinking and that was a uh, yeah that that was kind of like revelatory for me because I get can get very used to being in this kind of YouTube smart ass <laughs> sort of sort of inner monologue stuff. Yeah, and like I, I, the funny thing about it is like when I get out of an ayahuasca experience for the first few weeks, that mental voice it feels like uh, I have like more control over it. Mm. Like I can disidentify it with really easily. So because of that. I sometimes just let it run a little wild <laughs> and then like <laughs> and then after a couple of months that run letting it run a little wild uh, I get back to completely identifying with it again and then you're just like oh shit I, I made that mistake so that that is why like uh some sort of meditation practice or whatever like there's now a hundred different practices not just mm-hmm. meditation that you can do to really ground yourself and like silence that voice a little bit and you don't it's never silencing it it's just disidentifying it and recognizing what it is right yeah 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 and that that was the thing it's kind of seeing myself as like a a bigger sort of um experience of awareness and that these like you know these voices these inner monologues are valid they're kind of like part of me but they're not the totality of me and that that was the kind of the the sort of mistake i was making i was really like like going all in with these things to the point where yeah they they couldn't shut up (laughs) so yeah and i I think a lot of that's exacerbated just by the kind of state of the world today and sort of you know the kind of the the constant stream of information coming in from like social media and everything it's nuts no, and um, I think for me, the social media is the thing that screwed me up the most, like in the sense that uh, 
I, I was never too big into social media until the pandemic hit. And then it was just like, you know, when my shows got canceled and there was like a lot of, you know, there was that whole time with 2020 of just like being on your phone a lot. I just was on yeah, my yeah. phone a ton and I never have, have been able to break that habit since that where I'm just like, I don't spend too much time on my phone because even now I still spend too much time and I notice how much that affects me. And it's something like I'm really trying to like overcome, which I do for a little, a few days. And then I kind of get back into it. And like, I realize like how much of an addiction that is for me, but it, it is one that really gets that voice in your head. Like just it empowers yeah, it and empowers it and gets it like agitated almost. Yeah, because the whole the whole thing is just it's commentary on something. It's 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 kind of almost inviting you to have an opinion on something, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you see people's comments, it's like, why don't you argue with this person? Why don't you throw, <laughs> it, throw in your two cents about this? So I mean, I mean, that wasn't one of the good things about this particular retreat. It was this was probably the most isolated retreat I've ever been on. There was like zero connectivity, there was no phone signal, there was no internet signal. There was if you wanted to sort of connect back with the modern world then you had like a you know a fairly lengthy trek you know you're, you're talking like an hour's walk to, to get any kind of semblance of like a, a signal um so i've i was kind of completely without any sort of connection to its world for like two weeks and it did me the world of good i mean it granted as soon as as soon as i could i was <laughs> i was straight back on on my flight but look at look at where i've just been um <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, for that time, it was good. And I'm trying to moderate it now. Um, and we'll, we'll see how, how successful that is. I think it almost feels like it's, um, yeah, it's, it's inevitable that, that just the, the world wants to suck you back in. But it's yeah, like, I'll, I'll, it's a part of us now. And like, uh, especially like if we're going to, like me and you in general are trying to become like some, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves out there. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to be out there a little bit anyways. And uh, we're also going to have to kind of like understand a little bit of what's going on in culture. So the phone's kind of the easiest way to do that as well. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I really do think there, there is like a better discipline with it. Uh, you know, you be, I think you could find it. I, I at least I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, I think just, just like I said, having some kind of practice around um, just even like whether it's meditation or just just some something else because I think that was that was the thing where I really got into a rut with I'm, I'm sort of better with it now but it was like if if there was nothing happening then the default is just have is just be on social media or have your phone in your hand and now I try and find like okay I'll, I'll be doing something else I'll I'll play a musical instrument or I'll read a book or I'll do you know stuff that we used to do before smartphones <laughs> yeah yeah invented. No, I, I love that. Um, all right. I want to know. So when you went to this uh, retreat, uh, did you have an intention in mind? Or like, do you do that these days still? Like, oh, still, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was a kind of a bit of a, uh, a mishmash intention. So th- there was a couple of things going on. One was um, I'd actually been on retreat um, the year before. So I went away last uh, August and I did on, on a week in the jungle then. And that for me really... <clears throat> kind of like bookended uh, or it seemed to be the end of like a process I'd been like working on for years. So without getting too morbid, like my, you know, I had some issues relating to uh, one of my parents committing suicide when I was younger. And I've been working on this like over a number of years, trying to like come to terms with it, understand what might've led to this, trying to get over my like feelings of like abandonment and loneliness and anxiety from around that. 
And that felt like it came to some kind of conclusion last September. So then I, I was kind of like, okay, I, I was kind of kept challenging myself. Like, okay, it, it looks like we kind of talked a bit before. Like, is this really it? Like, have I, I, it feels like it's resolved, but has it really resolved? And then, um, yeah, I, I just felt this kind of like some kind of call to go back to jungle, uh, but, and it, but it wasn't necessarily for ayahuasca. I wanted to do one of these plant diets and something within me was saying that doing one of these master plant diets would be the kind of like the closing piece of this, this kind of this healing journey. Hmm. So the, the, the ayahuasca that I went to was really uh, the, the ayahuasca elements of this retreat was, wasn't the primary reason for going. It was, it was this, this plant diet. And I'd, I've been, you know, I've, I've over the years I've become friends with like a number of sham. They said, yeah, this is, this would be sort of good for you to do. So I thought, right, okay, this is the time I'll do it. And plus my wife, she was like very uh, like um, allowing me to have that sort of time to go away. Cause usually I normally all go away for like a, a week or so uh, with this. And so that I knew this was going to be a longer trip to do this plant diet. And um, you so, should so, probably uh, explain the plant diet just to my audience who are not right, familiar yeah, sure. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so plant diet has got nothing to do with being vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what it is, is that there is, um, with, with this in certain traditions within the Amazon, they, the, the belief is that by ingesting um, amounts of certain plants, which they call sort of a master plants, um, that basically you are, you are kind of flooding your system with this plant and you are entering into a kind of communion with it. So this is not the same as a psychedelic um, experience. This is not the same as something like ayahuasca or mushrooms where you take it and you have a fairly immediate and noticeable effect. This is more like, I think the, the best way I could describe it, and even this I don't think is perfect, but would be sort of like the concept of the logos. It's kind of like this, this concept of um, having uh, like an internal teacher and the, this internal teacher being this plant spirits that you ingest. And what it looks like in practice is that you kind of, you drink this kind of beverage. It looks a bit like a kind of like a green smoothie and you drink this like over a number of days, sometimes several times a day. And you basically, you develop a relationship with this plant. It, the plant will speak to you uh, through this, through this experience. And through doing this, this is how um, the, the kind of like the Shipibo, this, this, this tribe I was visiting in the jungle, they, this is how a lot of this medicine was revealed to them. So, that, so they say that, that they learned how to make ayahuasca by dieting a plant, the, pl the plant being the, the kind of the mapacho tobacco plant. Mm. So by dieting that plant, that's how they learned to, to take these two ingredients from different ends of the jungle, boil them up and, for 72 hours or whatever, and make this make the, the ayahuasca brew. Mm -hmm. So for them, it kind of, it reveals everything to them about their medicine. It reveals medicine songs. It reveals medicine practices. It reveals different, uh, different plants to work with. And, so yeah, I was I was I was kind of very curious as to like yeah, is there anything to this? Like what 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 is this like to have this communion with this plant? So uh, that was the kind of my main focus. And the plant I ended up working with was one called um, I'm just let me make sure I get this right uh, Aho Sasha, um, and it's a kind of like it smells a lot like garlic. It's a kind of like mm -hmm. wild jungle garlic, and yeah, you sort of drink it over a number of days and each plant is supposed to kind of teach you different things. And um, yeah, that's, that, that's, uh, that's kind of it really. And I'm, I'm, I can't really say too much about, 
about it from an experiential level at the moment because I say I'm trying to let these things bed in and settle in so I don't want to like declare oh yes it's it's told me the secrets of the universe it's told me this it's told me that um, so yeah mate, maybe we'll have to we'll have to check back in a few months and I'll, I'll talk some more about it but that's that's kind of what I was up to and that was my intention mm. um, part of the reason that this like with this particular plant it's supposed to um, sort of help you or teach you around sort of inner strength and like fortitude and sort of um, give you sort of like more like kind of like get up and go like the, the will to sort of push through and uh, and that's something that was like again part of my intention going there because it's yeah it's been a tough time over the last couple of years for for all of us um there was some stuff going on with me there was i had some some personal issues going on for, uh, from home so yeah i was kind of lo- really looking for this kind of like you know like, you know, okay, like I say, drop some all this bullshit, but also like, dude, come on, get through this, like find find some fortitude, like. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and I've got to say in that regard, uh, it definitely helped me. Um, so, but as, as far as like, yeah, other things it's revealed, I'm going to keep a lid on it for the moment. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I, I did a only one plant diet as well. Mine was a bobos. Bobo Saba, Bobo Santa, Bobo Santa. But like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I guess it's very, it works very like, uh, I don't know, subtly or something. It's like in the background almost. But like, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. They they have you ever read the book The Cosmic Serpent? Uh, Jeremy Nabe. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, I, I always wondered that. Like, um, it's interesting when you go and like talk to people from the Shipibo tradition, they'll all say like, yeah, I know like people, we took these plants and they told us how to mix all of these plants to make all of these different chemicals. And it's like insane. Like you think about the jungle, there's thousands, millions of species mm-hmm. of everything, but they found all these like different mixtures to make pretty much pharmaceuticals and like pharmaceutical companies go and steal those chemicals mm-hmm. and then they just go and isolate them and then market them market it themselves but like it's the finding of those chemicals which are yeah. like absolutely like when you look yeah. at it it's almost impossible like how did they find it with all these species of plants yeah no like that. how did they find it how you know how did they not kill themselves in in the process like like i mean how many you know plants do you have to go through to get these things so when when they come up with this explanation of like the plants told us to do it it's like that's not a bad explanation <laughs> like, <laughs> like well i want like what what's the alternative you just went trying every combination of bark and leaves and you know like lizard slime and you know like all you know like, how many things would you have to go through to get you know to get to these combination and especially with something like ayahuasca where it's not just that you collect this and this but that you collect this and this put them together brew them for them like extraordinary amount of time into something that tastes awful <laughs> and then <laughs> and then like somebody said like no no this is we're gonna drink this and like are you sure we're gonna drink it doesn't smell good mate so yeah i i i, I the, the idea that like some kind of divine presence told them like yeah, this is the way to go. Sure. I mean, it makes more sense than just random leaves and bark fell into a pot and they just started, decided, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just carry on boiling it for a few days. <laughs> like that, that just seems like a, a crazy bit of um, serendipity. But um, yeah, who knows? Ha, and they ha, seem to have ha. such a relationship as well with these things. Like they, 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 they I mean, the whole language, um, 
that the, the shamanic vocabulary when you're in these ceremonies and these these people are singing to the, the divine the transcendent um it's it's amazing it's to, to, to have a kind of this language and this kind of this level of vocal control that the singing sounds like nothing else on the planet mm. um and it just it resonates so well with this experience that it does it just seems to be like yeah this makes perfect sense they've got like they've got the hotline to <laughs> to to like yeah the, the spirit of the jungle like why not <laughs> Yeah. And like, I remember like speaking with shamans and I, I was always wondering like, cause you know, I have the first like few or how many ceremonies I did. I just kind of like listened to the songs and I was just like, Oh yeah, I know the songs are great to have you, you know, it grounds you. If you're feeling like a little overwhelmed, just listen to the song and it'll ground you. That's what they're there for. And then the more you start talking to the shamans, they're telling you, it's like, no, when like, when we take the medicine and we look at you, it's like, we can see the kind of your patterns in your body. Mm -hmm. And like, we can see what's like not proper. And like, then we sing to it and then we can like put thing in like proper arrangement and stuff. And like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, are like, are you kidding me? And then like the more I've done ayahuasca, it's like, I've had somebody come up to me and sing to me and just completely change my inner like feeling. Like yeah. I just like, I immediately like get up and I'm just like, I can like, like they give me a realization just through their song. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, ah, like, I don't know. And it's like, I don't know. Like how have you like, uh, how's your like idea of like how you look at Ikiros are, that's what we call, they, they call the songs that the shamans sing. Like how are that, how's that changed like over the years for you? I mean, I, I've I was always when when the first time I heard sort of Icaros, I mean that was really um, what inspired me to go to jungle in the first place. I was I was kind of experimenting on my own at home, and I so, yeah somehow came across uh, this this playlist of this particular shaman singing these songs, and I, I, I it just blew me away. And I just remember at that point I thought wherever this guy is, I've got to be there. And so I found out where this was particular shaman, like the center that this particular shaman was, and I I booked it, and I was because I thought I I have got to be in the presence of this guy. I've got, I've got to hear him doing it. And from so from from that moment through to the sort of presence, I I, I mean I, I just I think those those ikros are just some of the most beautiful things I've ever, I mean even just describing as beautiful is is nowhere near it's it. it it is like the literal definition of awesome. Like I am on my kind of like my joys on the floor when I'm hearing this kind of cacophony of noise, uh, but just so expertly done and, and to elicit a reaction out of the kind of the medicine that's in you. It's, and yeah, and I, I've had the, the kind of the same experience as what you're saying. In fact, the whole burn by God thing, I, I was sat there in, in this ceremony and I remember just, I, I was just feeling like I, I, pissy. I was just feeling like, like I, I, don't know, I, I, I just had all this negativity going on in me. And, and then the kind of shaman sat in front of me and, and sang the sick road. Like it, it was like a foot away from me. And he just kind of went, and like was waving his hand and projecting his voice. And it, I, I was just seeing waves come out of him. And then I just went into that burned by God experience. And, uh, and before that, I, I was like, for about an hour, I was thinking, oh, this, this, this ayahuasca's not worked. It's not done anything. It's like, I was feeling so arrogant and like, <laughs> and, 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 like I say, just, just piss it. I, I was like, I, I'm not, 
I, I was kind of like disgusted with myself, like, oh, and uh, and then yeah, and then he just kind of like knocked it out of me, <laughs> and and yeah, he was he was like you know he was talking to the ayahuasca in me, and it was it just exploded like through every part of me. So I I mean, it's it's hard to like sort of separate it, like like what's going on there, like and and, and I try not to to go too fancy like is you know is this the plant spirits is this the, these kind of like ikaros or whatever all i can say is like that experience um well for me it's it works and it's i i think it's extraordinary mm-hmm. um even if it's just pure purely psychosomatic and i'm just purely absorbing the, the sort of the culture and the sort of and the ideas that come with it i'm, I'm absolutely fine with that but you know, there it feels to me like there is some. This is a a mastery of the psychedelic process. Like if if, if you can imagine, like you know, you can take psychedelics, and there is stuff that you could do, which would pretty much guarantee you have a bad experience, like you have a negative, you know, experience. You could put on the most discordant music. You could put on the most you know grotesque visual, you know, on your TV or something. You could you could make yourself have a shitty time. And this is almost like the opposite end of the spectrum. I think this is like um, how to, you know, bring out um, sort of, you know, how to channel this this experience in a certain way, uh, like in, in a, and obviously their specialization is like a healing way. And to sort of, yeah, you know, you know the, the one thing that came to me a lot through these things is um, they celebrate the purge, the, the, capability or you know you know which is one of the you know ayahuasca looks so bizarre and bonkers to to like to to your average person yeah like you know people are throwing up and sort of people like you know screaming and 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 sort of you know sobbing and stuff like that but this kind of how it kind of occurred to me when when i was there and i was throwing my guts up is like what a gift What, what a gift to be able to remove from yourself that which no longer serves you and the, the kind of the, the, the framing within the, that kind of Shipibo uh, tradition is that they believe that you can attach uh, not just so you're not just throwing up vomit, but that you're at, you can actually attach like emotional states and trauma to this and take it out of you. So really the vomit is just the, the vomit or the shit because it comes out of both ends is just a medium for removing that which no longer serves you. And I thought that's goddamn genius. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, and I, and I was really, I, I want, like one of my ceremonies, I was really deep in this kind of this idea of the purge. And I was seeing like pipes. It was almost like Super Mario pipes and like twisting snakes and sort of and, and things. And it was like, yeah, like let this is not going to be comfortable, but we are going to take, take out of you that which no longer serves you. Just let it go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Man, I love that. Uh, you said the mass, a mastery of the psychedelic process. I really like, hell yeah. Like that's such a perfect way to say it. To just, uh, and I know what you're saying. Like uh, when you start thinking about it, it's like, oh, they say you're, you're talking with the spirits or some sort of higher intelligence. And like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, and I love how you were saying at the beginning, you came in and said like, I try to just look at it, but like what serves me. And like, uh, that's how I kind of like, keep it or not and like it's that was kind of my experience is the last few times I've done it it's like my first 
a half dozen times doing it and I never like came out of it like oh I need to believe in something higher or this mm-hmm. is like this is the spirits or something but then the last half a dozen times I've done it it's just it's like that conviction was something that was came to me and it was like and that's really important to you like you need to like kind of understand that and keep that kind of conviction with you in regular life because that yeah. kind of faith is going to help you propel you through the kind of times that you're going to eventually have to go through so it's yeah. uh, it's interesting how uh I, and i love the way you say that it's like how does this serve you well i think i mean i think all it's one of those kind of situations where it can all be true um you know and also like you know when you what i've what i've gotten from talking to a lot of these shamans is that you know we we might call it ufos or we might call it aliens or we call it like we call it you know dmt entities or we, you know we there's all these different and they'll just say yeah it's the spirits you know um when i'm talking about seeing formulas of quantum dynamics and you know quantum mathematics and universal clockwork and they're like yeah it's the spirits it's just it's just a bit so they're not you know it, it when we, we talk they're talking about something like plant spirits or and they're not necessarily talking about like you know little imps or furries of the forest or something they're, they're talking about the transcendent they're talking mm-hmm. about sort of the the um you know that which lies you know beyond our sort of vision that which we're inviting in and so it could be you know it can be anything um and i, I don't that's why i think i don't think it, it matters like it doesn't matter to me um what label we, we put on this thing you know i it, it could still be it, that experience could still mean everything to me whether it's whether it, it it is just drugs acting on my brain or whether it's the most spiritual experience of my life it, it doesn't matter because what, what matters is like what do i do with it or like what do i take away from it so yeah well, you know if someone 100 could prove that it was ufos tomorrow like like there was a ufo high overhead and that it was that that was beaming things and it was like so what it changes nothing about the experience itself it doesn't you know it's as, as long as, as as long as it's kind of affected me in some positive way, and I can bring something positive, but I don't give a fuck what explanation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Um, all right, uh, before we get going, there's always one thing I wanted to ask you. You made this uh, hilarious video back. Uh, I don't I can't remember how long ago it was, but during the pandemic about uh, what you think a DMT experience was. <laughs> Do you remember that video? I was laughing my ass off, just like. Oh, yes. was, was, I don't know which one, I've done a few. Is it the one with like uh, two people talking to each other? Was that- oh, no, there was one that was just like, yeah, great music. There was like, uh, there was some cats and stuff in there. Oh, that uh, one, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think remember- that was... A- yeah, the cosmic absurdity one. Yeah, I yeah, that was hilarious. But uh, I always wanted to know, like, because um, uh, you've done both uh, DMT and ayahuasca, like, hmm. quite a bit. I was just wondering, like, how, because um, it's the same molecule, like, I'm wondering, yeah, yeah. like, um, the experience, like, is there, like, a lot of difference? Um, and, like, is there, like, how you take things from it, uh, how you feel after it, how you kind of, like, even, like, kind of process it after it? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's surprising how different they are. Because I say that it is, like, chemically, it's exactly the same thing. Other than with ayahuasca, there are some other chemicals in there as well. There's, there's you know, different kinds of, I mean, the ayahuasca vine has, like, it's primarily... Uh, harmless and then you've got the sub dmt and some some other unidentified things but yeah when you do uh kind of pure dmt in a sort of in a vape way i mean first of all it hits you in seconds and you instantly transport into this kind of otherworldly experience and it's 
yeah, it, it's this kind of combination of the, the greatest stand-up routine in the world combined with like the greatest sort of theme park ever envisioned, like with like all of Rick and Morty condensed into like five minutes. It, it's, <laughs> so, and, it, and it's extraordinarily um, narrative. And it, it's, so it, it's, it's almost like sort of like a movie being beamed directly into your brain in kind of like, in like, you know, fourth dimensional TV. It's, um, so it's, and it's in, this incredibly brief and rapid experience. But yeah, it's, it, it kind of lends very much to these, this kind of, and that's why I was trying to capture the video, just the, it, it can be utterly absurd, um, but completely profound. And, mm. and you, you are convinced in the moment that you will never forget this event. It can be some of the most meaningful moments of your life. And then within like 10 minutes, you're like, what, 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 yeah, the, yeah. what just happened? Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's kind of like different from, from ayahuasca. Ayahuasca I find is much more um, organic. Um, it's much more introspective. Whereas like, yeah, DMT vaped into it is this just bombastic sci-fi narrative through, I mean, people call it hyperspace. It really does feel like you are, yeah. It, like if you, you know, something else like the, the most extreme sci-fi movie that could mm. ever been, be imagined. It's, yeah, I always like end up with like, yeah, pyramids on Jupiter and space stations and uh, also, you know, the, the kind of the infamous entities where you, you have this dialogue with something that feels completely separate from yourself. It, it's mm. the, and there's no ambiguity about it. It is, there are other beings within your consciousness. That is exactly what it feels like. So yeah. it's, yeah, I, that's what I was trying to capture in, in that video. Yeah, and, you uh, did. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, you did. And it was just like, it was like a very fun video to witness. Um, When you were saying this uh, with DMT though, do you feel like, um, cause like when I take ayahuasca, I really do feel like it's trying to help me. It's trying to uh, make me grow or get over something. You know what, there's like, it feels like something's trying to help me. Do you get that mm -hmm. kind of same feeling with DMT? Um, yes and no. So, I mean, one of like the, the most significant effects I've had off any psychedelic ever was from pure DMT. And that was that at the time I was like, had really bad anxiety and I would like, like cripplings. I was like having like panic attacks. I was like convinced I was going to die. Um, and then I, I tried some DMT and without having any particular intention of, of, going there or even knowing that there was some kind of possible healing effect to, to this. I had this like five minute um, experience where I was in dialogue with these kind of like, you know, healing entities. And they just told me like, like, dude, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Like you, you, you came in through that door. You're going to go out through that door. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And I came through from that round from that experience and my anxiety, my panic attacks just, went they, they were gone and i was like holy shit i've got my life back like and and that was what made me want to then go and explore ayahuasca because i'm like holy shit if i can get this from a five minute conversation with some aliens in a space station around around like the moon of titan then you know what what could happen in like a sort of a you know a, a deeper experience like that goes on for several hours so that's kind of why i wanted to explore uh, ayahuasca but yeah i mean that healing thing I, I think it is there with dmt um in some way although i wouldn't particularly that 
that was like it was like a happy accident for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I would say is that if, if you're looking to heal, if you've got problems that you want to work on, like you know, like PTSD, anxiety, stuff like, then yeah, I, I think ayahuasca is the way to go. It's I think sort of immersing yourself in one of these retreats, sort of, and just giving yourself that kind of like uber therapy. That's the way to go. Um, you, you know, if for anyone who sort of does do their own, like, like you know, go to DMT or any other cycle like that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I just, I feel like it's more specialized with something like ayahuasca, uh, particularly in these kind of, you know, healing cultures, but yeah, I mean, I could not, cannot deny that I got some great benefits from DMT. Mm, no, that's uh yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, that's uh <laughs> I honestly, I, the way you describe that, that, uh, makes a ton of sense. Um, all right, man, I got, that's like, <laughs> that's pretty much our time. I got one more question. You've answered this before. I want to know if you, if you kind of changed your mind on it a lot, any bit, or if you have any different ideas on it, but, uh, yeah, uh, Rob, uh, God, yay or nay. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just on that, I would have to say, yay but it would it depends on the definition of of god so like do i do i believe in anything like some authoritarian dictator as as you know put in like religious scriptures absolutely not do i believe that there is something bigger than me that is possibly is me that is you know that the universe is playing out to some sort of grand plan perhaps some sort of unconscious plan but some you know something there you know one of the, one of my experiences was that you know as god as like a baby just just absolutely completely unknowing like the power as it just like gurgles and just waves its hand and universes just pop into into existence it's like you know and like so yeah it could be something where it's this completely unconscious or, or sort of naive process but yeah I, I do believe that there is something bigger uh, going on and i couldn't put any any you know bigger other definition around that ha, but ha, ha, yeah there's, ha, still, uh, there's some mystical shit going on dude i like that some mystical shit going on guys <laughs> uh dude thank you so much uh yeah please tell my audience uh, about your uh youtube channel and guys like go check it out and uh follow him support him i uh really want to give you as much support as possible but yeah tell them about your youtube channel anything else you want to uh, like uh yeah promote. sure um yeah so the, the youtube channel which is a bit of a mouthful it's called adeptus psychonautica um yeah if you search for like sort of dmt videos or, or cycle videos on, on youtube you'll probably come across me um also you can find me on reddit uh on discord um that's pretty much it i try not to use facebook these days for all the social media shithole reasons that we've talked about <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah i'd say youtube is my main thing and uh yeah please come and sort of check out my videos and uh leave some comments and have a, have a chat with me Sweet. And I'll toss that in the podcast description so you guys can easily search them up. Uh, but yeah, Rob, thanks so much again for uh, joining me. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's, it's always a blast. We should talk more often. For hell yeah. All right. That was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NewerKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, newerkidy.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up. 
and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.